Welcome back. We are in Revelation 15, verse 1. Let's go. Verse 1 of chapter 15, Revelation. Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous. Seven angels having the seven last plagues. For in them the wrath of God is complete. And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire. And on those who have victory over the beast, over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God, they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, we'll go through that song in a minute. So verse 1, then I saw, this is John, I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous. So he's looking at this coming event this great tribulation and he's calling it great and marvelous because he knows that the work of god is perfect that the wrath of god is necessary that there's purpose to it god has purpose in everything he does romans eight twenty eight: all things work together for good to those who love god to those who are called according to his purpose uh, it's actually the verse that's on uh, my daughter's uh, headstone a uh, wonderful verse and it says seven angels having the last seven plagues. So the first seven judgments were the uh, seal judgments, then the trumpet judgments, and then it will be the bowl judgments. So that's what it's referring to here. The bowl judgments, the plagues, there's seven of them. Seven represents perfection, completion. It says, for in them the wrath of God is complete. Are you afraid of God's wrath? Don't be. Simply trust in Jesus, and you'll have no worries, and you won't face God's wrath. Do you know why? Jesus already faced God's wrath on the cross. All the wrath that was put against sin was put on Jesus. He was beaten, whipped, stabbed, made fun of, so verbal, emotional. He was made to bleed with the thorns put on his head, thorns representing sin. And he took that all on because of us. But the, the worst part, the worst part of it for Jesus was when God turned his back on him. For three hours, it went dark. That was the part where Jesus said, "God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the wrath of God is real, but you don't need to worry about it because Jesus already took the sins of the world upon him, your sins. Don't go general right now. I want you to go specific to you, your specific sins. It doesn't matter what you have done. I don't care if you've raped, murdered, stolen, been angry, raised your voice, cursed, gotten drunk, gotten stoned, any of those. God will forgive any of those things if you confess your sin to him and if you ask him to be Lord of your life and forgive you. That's how simple it is. He took his wrath on his own son so that he wouldn't have to take it on you. But for those who reject Jesus and say, no, it can't be that easy. No, there's got to be multiple gods. No, there can't be a God because everything's not perfect. Whatever your excuse is, if you don't accept him, you will face God's wrath for eternity. And you may face it on earth, especially if you live during the Great Tribulation. There must be wrath because there must be justice for the rejection of Jesus and for the trespasses against God. 
So why does God have to wait until the tribulation to pour out his wrath? He doesn't. He's simply waiting to pour out his full and final wrath. And he's patient because there's purpose. His plans and ways are different than ours. They're better than ours. Are we instead to create our own timetable and declare that we know more than God? Isn't that what Satan tried to do in heaven is declare that he was God? If we try to do that on earth and say, no, 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 I know this, Friedrich Nietzsche in a bar saying, nope, there's no God, no God. And he went insane the last 11 years of his life. There's one person we should be following. That's the person of Jesus Christ. Three persons in one Godhead. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. We are to trust in Jesus for our salvation. God created all things for him and through him. And all we have to do is submit. And it's the hardest thing in the world to do, but it's also the simplest thing. I pray that we'll all do it and understand it and understand that God will avenge. He Vengeance is God's, not ours. Verse 2, it says, And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire. And those who have the victory over the beast, over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass. So I believe this has in view here the tribulation saints. Those who were alive during the tribulation did not know Jesus before the tribulation, so they weren't raptured, entered into the tribulation, then came to know Christ. So for those people especially, would you look at that and say the tribulation is a good thing? Yeah, because for those people, and there will be a revival, there will be a lot of people who come to Jesus during the tribulation. For those people, absent the tribulation, they probably wouldn't have come to Jesus because they had their lifetime to come to Jesus, and they rejected him. And then the church got raptured. Then they entered into the tribulation, and then they're looking around saying, huh, I missed out on something. I need to pick up that Bible. I need to see what's going on and not worship this beast. So it says, over his image, the image of the beast gets crushed over his mark and over the number of his name. So the mark on the forehead and or the right hand, they, they have victory over that because the beast will be no more at some point. The false prophet will be no more. Satan the dragon will be no more. Remember, it's the, I call it the unholy trinity or the satanic trinity. Satan is trying to replicate and counterfeit God's Trinity, and so instead of having the God, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, he's got Satan, the beast, and the false prophet, essentially one and the same, um, energized and empowered by Satan. This is standing on the sea of glass. Now think about this for a moment. Peter walked on water because of his faith in Christ. He sank when he focused on his own circumstances. Here in heaven, they focus on God relentlessly. God has calmed the waters to be as smooth as glass. And God could, remember when God was on the earth in the boat, He calmed the storms. He can make the winds die down, the water go flat. It's flat as glass if you're a snow skier or wakeboarder, then you'll know what that term means when you're just glass, right? You want to you wanna ski and wakeboard on glass so that the only thing is between you and, you know, Uh, the only bumpy thing is the wake which you want to be there so god calmed the waters to be as smooth as glass and the people are able to stand on the water instead of sinking why because their eyes are constantly fixed on him 
who holds it all together. Peter was able to walk on water because of his faith in Jesus, and he was focusing on Jesus. Kind of like a baby walking to you, and you're saying, come to mommy, come to daddy, come on, come on. And the moment Peter focused on himself, the moment that baby gets scared and looks down and just kind of goes to its knees, um, is when things fall, fall, fall down, fall apart. But here, the people in heaven, they're not taking their eyes off of Jesus. They're just like, I got you, I got you. Look at this calm water. Right? There's no storm in heaven. There's no tears. There's no fears. There's no pain, no regret, no guilt. Pure bliss and joy and peace. Focusing on Jesus and the presence of God and God the Son. Amazing. And so we have the sea of glass that they're standing upon. Literally standing upon. It says, having harps of God. They sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, singing. singing. So there's the kind of like the, the bookends. You had the song of Moses that was sang after they went through. Uh, the I think it was about three million Israelites passed through the Dead Sea. And then the sea folded over onto the Egyptians and killed them. And then they sang the song of Moses. And some have said, wouldn't it have been great if they sang the song of Moses before they went through the Red Sea, before they knew that they were delivered from the Egyptians. And wouldn't it be great if we sing songs of praise before we get to heaven? Instead of just waiting to get there and saying, you know what, I'm really stressed and worried about this life, and when I get to heaven, then I'll settle down. Then I'll be peaceful. Then I'll not be afraid. No, Jesus wants to say, enjoy it now. This is the only life here I'm going to give you. Yes, there's a lot of things wrong with it, and it's all because of sin. The death, the illness, the job loss, the income, uh, the disparities of life, the jealousy, the whatever it is. All of that is a result of sin, of past sin and of our own present sins. But God wants to say, just trust in me and find peace and joy to the greatest of your ability and then some because Say to yourself that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if I know that, and if I know that I have faith of mustard seed, then I can move mountains, then faith in Christ is going to bring us peace. Philippians 4, 6, 7 is the verse that got me through my uh, daughter's passing uh, more than any other verse. And it says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in all things, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There is the peace of God that transcends human understanding, and that's what I crave. And I want you to crave it. And really the only time that we get to experience that is if we're in the midst of a trial, a, a crisis, a horrible event, or what we would describe as horrible. Remember, all things work together for good to those who love God. And... We can have that's when we can really experience that peace of saying, Lord, this is crazy, this is scary, this is makes me afraid and worried. I'm worried for my family, I'm worried for this, I'm worried for that. And God just wants you to say, wants to say to you, I got you, you're good, you're gonna be in heaven. Trust me, trust me with this. And so they sing the song of the Lamb, and I'll read it, and tomorrow we'll interpret it, but I'll go ahead and observe it right now. Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you. 
for your judgments have been manifested. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for telling us that you are going to calm the waters and that we can live as though we are in calm waters right right now, despite the winds that we may see see or feel, despite the circumstances around us. Lord, help us not to take our eyes off of you, but to keep them fixated on you thoroughly and completely and constantly. I know I take my eyes off of you at times, and I pray that as soon as I do that you would convict me and say, Mike, stop thinking about this worldly thing and focus on me because I know that you're God. And I trust you, and I pray that everyone listening to this either knows you and trusts you or will come to know you and trust you, Lord. May we know that you can smooth the water and that we will be standing on a sea of glass in heaven because there will be no more fear, no more pain. But help us live as though you have conquered because you have, you have overcome, and because you overcame, we are overcomers, Lord. Help us to understand this and live a life today, today, as though we really believed it. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.